Hello and welcome to episode 233 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I like to grow food in my allotment garden. Today I am at Chili Fiesta at Westin Gardens, just near Chichester in West Sussex, quite close to where I live. Now I've come here every year for quite a number of years now and if you've heard in the past you would hear that I've talked about the show many many times. But this year I thought I would take a tour of the kitchen gardens and talk to you about it as I go round. So join me on that a bit later on. Firstly let's find out what I've been up to in my garden and allotment over this last week. It's Wednesday the 7th of August 2019 today. I'm at home in the garden today. Now I spent a couple of hours in the evening here. A bit unexpected actually. I finished work fairly late so I didn't bother going down the alignment. I came straight home, made myself a cup of coffee, said hello to the wife and went straight out in the garden. And I mainly went out to do a bit of watering. Then I ran around with a watering can, watering all my plants and pots and, and what have you, making sure everything was looking tickety-boo didn't take too long but it was a good good thing to do because it just gave me that chance to look on everything now I've been thinking about my garden a lot lately and replanning on what I can do and 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 what have you so and I'm constantly thinking of what I can do in this garden I'm thinking of making a patio patio area a courtyard area losing a bit of lawn and making herbs in the garden in the ground and and what have you but that that's all plans that I'm going through and thinking at the moment now when I was in the patio area, we'll still call it a patio area for now, my fig tree that you may remember I repotted a couple of months ago and I said it was growing really, really well. It has pot on a lot of leaf on, right on the very top though and it, I think it, the leaf growth has made it top heavy. It started to topple over. So I've just put a cane in to give it some support and tied it to the cane and hopefully that'll be okay. It just goes to show how well just repotting on plants can really give them a boost that fig tree looks a lot better after the fig tree i looked into my compost bins i wanted to see just how good the compost was and gave it a bit of a turn with my pitchfork gotta say the compost is looking so so good really really good so uh, i decided i'll use it my sorrel plant that's in a, a pot a lot of the soil has sort of started washing away and the soil does get quite dry. Now this soil bounces back, it just needs a bit of a shower and it just bounces back. But I figured if I gave it a bit more compost, it'll have more room to grow and to retain more moisture. So I removed the soil plant with its root ball out of that pot and actually it was only about half full of compost. So it needed quite a bit of compost to go into there. It was in a fairly big pot, a good 15 inch pot, so it's fairly big and soil does grow really, really big. So I pulled that out, added into a load of compost out of the compost bin and replanted that and uh, gave that all a really good watering in again and that should do it quite well. Now after that I just spent a little bit of time just checking over some of my pots and replenishing some of the compost on top of those to act as a bit of a mulch as well as add some more nutrients to the, the compost and this should help the apple trees and things that I have growing in the pots. I am trying to move away from pots but we'll see what happens on that in the future. Well that's what I've been up to today and when I talk about it it doesn't sound that much but actually I feel very very productive today. 
Well, today is Friday the 9th of August 2019. I'm just in the greenhouse at home. I'm just going to give everything a bit of a water. Now, the wind's picking up today, which is why Chili Fiesta has been cancelled for tomorrow. But hopefully this Sunday will be okay. So that means when I've got home this evening, I've been battening down the hatches, making sure nothing is going to blow away and everything's safe and secure. That didn't take all that long because I'm pretty much on top of everything. But after that, I decided it was time to carry on working on the fence around the, the uh, vegetable patch. So I brought some wire mesh a while ago. It's a green one instead of the, the silver metal that I usually use. And it's also got bigger holes in between the wires. I brought that a while ago and it's been sat there waiting for me to use it. So I've, I've already had the posts in place that I've mentioned in previous podcasts. So I just attached the wire mesh to, I can hear the wind picking up now, to the posts using cable ties for the time being. This is just to make sure I'm happy with it. And actually, it's already looking a lot better. I think the wire mesh I used in the past, because I use a real close gauge to make sure foxes can get in, it kind of was a bit too distracting. Using a, a thicker but more airspace in between seems to look a lot better. Now, as I said, I'm in the greenhouse now and I'm just going to water all my seedlings in here and checking them over. Now, I've got all my seedlings that were sown a few weeks ago. These are the the spring onions, the swede, the cabbage and so on. There's a lot of swede amongst these seedlings, I've got to say. Now, the broccoli rab 60 has been in here for a while and until a few days ago, it didn't seem to be doing anything. It just seemed to be staying in its same sort of size. But a couple of days ago, I gave it a bit of a feed with a liquid seaweed, and that has seems to have boosted the plant along. And they're now starting to really get going. So hopefully, next week, I'll be able to get those out into the vegetable patch. In here, I've also got some cauliflower uh, seedlings that I brought, and some onion seedlings that I brought, some winter onion seedlings. I'd be interested to see how they get on over this winter. But really, everything in here is actually really pleasing me at the moment. Things are just, just looking so good in their young state. It'll mean pretty soon they'll have to go outside, of course. And that's not a problem. I can, I can boost them around. Most of these are destined for the allotment. And again, that's not going to be a huge problem once we're there. But that's it for today. Tomorrow I'm hoping to go down the allotment as I can't go to Chile Fiesta like planned. But with this wind, we don't know what's going to happen or if we're going to get any damage overnight. Well, it's the 10th of August 2019 today. I'm just in the greenhouse at home. Got a little bird stuck in here that I'm trying to get out. I don't know how it got in here. But it seems to be trying to get its way out but can't find its way. So let's hope it will go while I'm stood in here. Now what have I been up to today? Well a start last night we had this horrible storm come in. And it kept us up most of the night to be honest. The wind was howling round. I don't actually mind storms. But the wind was howling around and... I always worry about things in the garden. I used to worry about the fence, but we had that replaced last year, and <laughs> we're not worrying about that anymore. We're not getting up in the middle of the night to see if it's came down. But I was worrying about this greenhouse, the greenhouse on the allotment, 
the sheds, the shed doors and that sort of thing. I didn't really need to worry about anything so when I got up this morning and light had risen I could see everything was in a really good condition. A few blown parts and what have you but nothing to really worry about. But this wind did stay like it most of the day and it was horrible so I didn't really go out into the garden apart from dealing with the chickens who were not happy about the wind. Instead I went from my seed boxes and sorted those out and organised those to be a little bit better. This is an ongoing task I know and I've got way too many seeds as always but it just seemed like the opportunity to do this. Now today I should have gone to Chile Fiesta but because of the predictions of this wind it got cancelled and we're going tomorrow instead. That means tomorrow I should have gone down the allotment but because of the Chile Fiesta being cancelled I wanted to go down today but this wind means I can't I couldn't go out down until late this evening and by that point we had friends round and well they came down with me and my wife we took a walk down to the allotment probably only spent an hour down there and all four of us were just weeding the plot which was good because we got quite a bit done in that short amount of time after that we came home and then i'm just in this little shed giving this a watering once this bird gets out of here if it does it's lost it now so that's what I've been up to today. This wind really has stopped playing. I've not done as much as I would have liked. But on the other hand, I've done things that would normally wait until later on in the year. It's Monday the 12th of August 2019 today. I am just in my little potting shed. And I am sowing some seeds, some chilli seeds. A variety called Hot Paper Lantern. And yes, I said sowing the seeds. I saw in a Facebook group the other day that somebody mentioned that they sow seeds now, overwinter them and get an early crop next year. And I thought that sounded like a good experiment to try and do. And that's what I'm going to do now. So I've just sown the seeds into my little green seed trays. There's about 10 seeds in there. We've uh, here the compost, the seed sowing compost and a covering of perlite. How they get on, I don't know. We'll probably pot them in a heated propagator just to give them a bit of bottom heat. But we'll keep an eye on them and see how they get on. And if it works, that'd be a good tip. Now, earlier today, I popped into my greenhouse to give a bit of water. And this is a greenhouse at home. And a few months ago, I actually moved my turmeric ginger plants out to there. And I thought they had died. I... I I failed over the winter to water them properly, you may well remember, and I thought they had died, but I'd left the pots there just to see how they got on. Well, about a week ago, the turmeric started growing again. It's pot up a, a shoot, and a leaf has started to grow. It'd done the same last year, so it's obviously something to do with this time of year when it starts to grow again. So that's a big reminder for me for next year. But the ginger, I, I really had thought that had died, but I've just seen that has started potting up another shoot today. So that means both the plants are going to survive and are alive. They're probably going to need to go somewhere warm in the winter, possibly in the potting shed. I'm not sure yet, but we'll keep a close eye on that as well and see how it goes. The annoying thing is yesterday at Chili Fiesta, I bought a brand new ginger plant for that very reason. I didn't need to, did I? It survived. But that means I've got two pots of ginger now and we'll see how they get on. 
Well, that's what I've been up to today. And that kind of wraps up the diary section for this week. This week's tip of the week from the RHS Plant Grow Harvest calendar reads We're mowing the lawn using the longest blade setting possible as summer sun can scorch the grass if it's too short. Well, as I said, I'm at Chili Fiesta and this year it is spread out across three lawns. So there's a lot of grass to cut. Now, as I said in the intro section, I come to Chili Fiesta every year. It's my favourite show of the year. And you may recall last year we went through quite a few stands and had a really good day. Well, this year I'm going to take a wander around the kitchen garden. So let's go find out about that and what we have there. I'm inside one of the wall gardens here on the Westine Estate and to be exact I'm actually inside the fruit garden. All around me I'm seeing a collection of fruit trees of all kinds and styles and in various shapes. Now Westine itself is actually home to an art college and a lot of the gardens here have a very artistic flair to them and you'll hear about that as I go round. Firstly, a bit about these walled gardens themselves. Now there are three sections to these walled gardens. The fruit garden, the glasshouse section and the kitchen garden. They actually cover an area of three and a half acres or 150 meters long and 100 meters wide. In comparison to my allotment it would take about 60 of my allotments to fill this up. I think that's safe to say it's a lot of work to maintain. Now the actual wall garden was first established between 1800 and 1810. And the north wall here is made from flint, whereas the other walls are made of red brick. And I would estimate the, the walls here to be about three metres tall, I suppose, give or take. They're certainly a lot taller than me. Now, you may recall last year that I spoke to Sarah, who was one of the head gardeners at the time. Uh, she has since retired, and, but she was here since 1987 to restore these gardens. Originally these gardens would have provided the house with all the food that it needed and the current head gardener, Tom Brown, who's taken over from Sarah, he informed us earlier that the food and flour that is produced here now goes on to feed the students or used in their art projects. Now I think that's actually very important that a working garden is still used to feed the occupants of the house. I think that really adds a certain dynamic and it's doing what it should do. I also think that's great for waste. It means they don't waste anything here. Now, as I said, I'm in the fruit garden, which is accessed, or I came into here through a circular building. It's kind of reminiscent to a summer house you might have in your garden at home, except it's made of brick. And this was originally the apple store, and it's obviously why it's attached to the fruit garden. All the apples would have been stored here until they were used. Now looking around the fruit garden here, I can see there's a lot of fruit trees in various guises. On the walls there are a lot of fruit trees that are trained against the walls. The branch is tied back and trained to be flat against the wall. This just takes up little space and it also benefits certain plants and trees because as the walls warm up during the day, when it comes to night it keeps those trees a little bit warmer. This is especially good for figs and peaches. Well, nectarines as well, funny enough. Around the perimeter of this garden, there 
are apple and pear trees that are trained into certain shapes. These could be goblets or cones. Again, this is just to do with the artistic flair that goes on in these gardens. Now in the centre of this garden, there are lots of apple trees and pear trees that are planted in the ground. A kind of orchard, I guess would be the way to describe it. But what I like about this is on the ground around these trees, they are growing it into meadow. And this is so that it can allow pollinators to thrive and supply pollinators with more of a food source. And that would hopefully then benefit the fruit trees by having more pollinators around. I can also see there's the odd beehive scattered in places. So again, all going on to benefit each other. Now I'm going to leave this garden and head up into the glasshouse section and that's just next door in the next walled garden attached to this. Here there are a lot of glasshouses, there's 13 glasshouses all catching my eye. But firstly there's also a cutting garden in this section. There's a lot of ornamental flowers here. I don't know much about my ornamentals to be honest but what I am seeing is just this sea of colour, the reds, the blues, the, the yellows and it's all looking stunning. As I said, there's 13 working Victorian glasshouses here. Some are kind of similar in shape to a greenhouse you might have at home, or my greenhouses I have at home or on the allotment. But they are much, much bigger. These are, these are probably bigger than my garden, to be honest. There's also a couple of greenhouses that are kind of leaning up against the walls, a kind of a lean-to greenhouse, I guess. Now these greenhouses are made of brick on the bottom for about a metre tall and then on top of that is a wooden frame painted white and then glass is used in between the frame to make the glass house. Inside there's lots of plants and we can actually go inside some of them but I'm not going to take you in there because they're far too busy on the inside and I don't want to get in anybody's way or break anything in there but they are working greenhouses. They've even got a heating system on the inside where hot water is pumped around to keep the plants warm in the winter. Now the lean-to greenhouses, they obviously benefit in with the warmth from the wall again and they have large grapevines, a lot of grapevines in there actually. And also a fig tree, also looking really, really stunning. The area I find really interesting is the pit houses, and I'm going to go over there now and just take a look at what these are like. These were originally to help grow pineapples, and I guess I could describe these as a uh, take a greenhouse and bury it in the ground, then dig a walkway in the centre of a greenhouse so you can actually walk down and into the greenhouse. The actual bed area would be up at your sort of chest height so you can still work on the plants but you're actually down in the ground yeah it's really really cool there's also another kind of cold frame and that's where pineapples were started but around this sort of cold frame is a moat and that moat was filled with compost and manure which would warm up the cold frame in order to start pineapples off very very clever how they used to know how to do these things i think now let's head into the kitchen garden now and I absolutely love this area. It's productive and it's aesthetically pleasing. Now around the perimeter of this garden there's got a lot of perennial vegetables such as asparagus growing or perennial fruit like raspberries and blackberries. And I'm just looking at one of the walls here and all I'm seeing is these loads of currant bushes that are just growing up against this wall but they are absolutely dripping with currants. Red and white currants just hanging off the bushes waiting to be picked. 
Now in the centre of this area we have four square beds and there's paths dividing these beds. These beds are actually edged with box hedging but unfortunately the box is suffering with blight at the moment. They, the, the gardeners here are trying to combat it and they're hoping to beat this problem and I've got faith that they will do it. Now the four beds actually make it easy to rotate the crops and that obviously reduces the chances of pests and diseases in the soil. The first bed that I came to must be the legume bed. There's French and runner beans growing up wigwams made from hazel sticks. Then we have a few dwarf varieties growing up twigs and, and uh, some neat rows of lettuces actually. The varieties of these lettuces are mixed and that's to add some artistic interest. So what I'm seeing is like there's a, a green lettuce next to a red lettuce or next to that might be a frilly lettuce not rows of the same lettuce just a nice variation and it makes it a lot more aesthetically pleasing now the next bed i can see there's some squashes or pumpkins growing up some more of these hazel wigwaps another really great space saving tip because i've crammed quite a few squash plants in this area and although it's quite a large area there's still quite a lot in there but because they're growing up they're not taking up as much space as what they would do if we let them trail across the ground. Now as I head up to the third bed, the path between the two has actually got a pear arch on this. Now what I mean by this is on either side of this path they have planted pear tree about half a metre apart and then they've trained these pear trees to create an arch. This is not only decorative and a pretty good talking piece but it's productive I can see there's lots of pears just hanging off there waiting to be picked and I like that I like to see production as well as aesthetics so yeah really really cool now the third bed this has got a lot of seedlings in it at the moment from what I can see there's a mix of sort of carrot seedlings or mizuno or basil all that seem to be very very young they've not even well some are at the seed leaf stage some might be just past the seed leaf stage so i'm guessing what was in here before has came out and they've replanted it to make use of the land again again nice straight rows i don't know what it is but there's something very pleasing to the eye about straight rows personally i can never put my finger on what it is that that's so pleasing about it I wish I could replicate it more. Unfortunately, I've said time and time again, I am not a neat person, so neat rows just don't work for me. Now the fourth bed, the brassica bed. Again, they're nice straight rows. There's Brussels sprouts, there's kales, and cabbages, and they all look really big and they look healthy. The cabbage alone must be sort of half a metre across in size. And really, really looking good. Nice green or purples depending on what the variety is just looking really really nice and proud and colorful and there's not a single yellowing leaf in sight now i've got to say the gardeners here must work very very hard getting this to the standard that it is is at i love it and i really recommend coming here I, my favorite gardens by far to visit now i'll be adding photos on the blog post at the vegroundpodcast.co.uk if you want to find out more or have a look at this uh, what I'm seeing. There was of course links to various websites if you want to find out more but if you do want to come here please do come along and have a visit. I highly highly recommend it and if you do come here let me know what you think. I'd love to know your thoughts on it as well.
Well, that's it for this week. Thank you very much for joining me on this trip around my favourite gardens. If you want to find out more, check out westdean.org.uk and it's well worth a visit or coming to the Chili Fiesta again next year. Well, I've had a fantastic day and I think it's now time to head on home and put my feet up. So thank you very much for listening. Please take care and I'll see you again next time.